Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening on Broadway at the Imperial Theater, September 2nd, 1924. Rose Marie with music by Rudolf Frimmel and Herbert Stothart, and book and lyrics by Otto Harbach and Oscar Hammerstein II, was the longest-running Broadway musical of the mid-1920s until it was surpassed by The Student Prince in 1926. The story is set in the Canadian Rocky Mountains and concerns Rose Marie Lafemme, a French-Canadian young woman who loves minor Jim Kenyon. When Jim falls under suspicion for murder, her brother Emile plans for Rose Marie to marry Edward Hawley, a city man. The best-known song from the musical is Indian Love Call. It became singers Jeanette MacDonald and Nelson Eddy's signature song. Several other numbers have also become standards, including the title song. Producer Arthur Hammerstein, attempting to create popular new Broadway shows, sought exotic, unusual settings for his new productions. The Fortune Teller, written in 1898, is set in Hungary. The Merry Widow from 1907 takes place in France, and Naughty Marietta from 1910 features New Orleans. He sent his nephew Oscar Hammerstein II with Otto Harbach to Quebec, Canada, to witness a rumored magnificent ice sculpture festival. The men reported that there was not, nor had there ever been, such a festival in Quebec or any part of Canada. Arthur Hammerstein still liked the Canadian setting, and Oscar Hammerstein II and Harbach began work on the book for a new musical set in the Canadian Rockies. Rudolf Frimmel and Herbert Stothart collaborated on the score, and opera star Mary Ellis was cast in the title role. British actor and singer Dennis King was cast opposite her as Jim Kenyon in what would become one of Broadway's top musical hits. Here on the October 22, 1951 episode of The Railroad Hour are the stars Dorothy Kirsten and Gordon McRae with Gerald Moore and Marvin Miller in Rosemarie. Ladies and gentlemen, The Railroad Hour. <laughs> Here comes our star-studded show train. Tonight, the Association of American Railroads presents the great Broadway musical hit, Rose Marie, starring Gordon McRae, and his lovely guest star, the famous Metropolitan Opera soprano, Dorothy Kirsten. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and the music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight another top musical success is brought to you by the American Railroads, the same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is our star, Gordon McRae. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, I'll be a man about the North Woods named Jim Kenyon. Lovely Dorothy Kirsten has put a high polish on her French-Canadian accent to sing the title role of Rose Marie.
This is a story of the frontier country in western Canada. A land of Indians and fur trappers and occasional adventurers like me. The law of the land is the Northwest Mounted Police. And I happened to meet one of those Mounties at the Totem Pole Hotel. You're Jim Kenyon, ain't you? That's right, Sergeant. We know a lot about you. Used to call you wild Jim Kenyon, didn't they? That used to be, Sergeant. I've never done anything against the law. Maybe not. What brings you up here, Kenyon? I struck it rich. Gold? No, no, better than that. A girl named Rosemarie. Have you seen her around the hotel, Sergeant? I promised to take her for a sleigh ride tonight. A sleigh ride, huh? Well, what's the matter? Is there a law up here against falling in love? Sergeant? I advise you to keep away from Rosemarie. Oh. <laughs> Nobody ever figures that you Mounties with your red coats and brass buttons have any more emotions than a statue. Sergeant, you amaze me. Why shouldn't I be in love with her? Rosemarie is a fine girl. Oh, oh no, my lord. She's not just a fine girl. She's an angel. Oh, sweet Rosemarie, it's easy to see why Kenyon, Black Eagle is no friend of mine. You, Kenyon, what about gold you take from my land? Now you listen, Black Eagle. I, I kill you. Wait a minute. What's this all about? Oh, this Indian has a small claim next to mine, Sergeant. A little strip of land that he says is his. It's mine. You take gold from my land. What about it, Kenyon? I've got maps that show exactly where the boundary is. You show me. You show Black Eagle map. Go ahead, Kenyon. Go along to the Indian's cabin and show him your maps. What about Rosemary? I'll tell her to wait for you here. You will? Okay. Come along, Black Eagle. You show Black Eagle map. I figure you can always settle an argument without using a gun. Jim? Jim, where is he? Oh, Sergeant Malone. Have you seen my Jim? 
name? Rosemary, why do you want to waste your time with a guy like Kenyon? Oh, Mr. Kenyon, he's very nice. He's in love with me. A lot of people are in love with you, Rosemary, including a certain sergeant in the Royal Mounted. Sergeant Malone, you are very sweet to say that. But you understand, there is something extra special about my gene. I know that no other man I see like Gene. I know that he's lots of fun to be with him. Sometimes he teases me for a while. Then he make a joke. Voila, I smile. Oh, my, but he have a twinkly eye, that he. Gotta get back on patrol. Rosemary. Jim, what is it keep you so long? Oh, I'm sorry, darling. I had to straighten out a few differences with our friend Black Eagle. Do we go for a sleigh ride now, Jim? Rosemary, how would you like to go for a long sleigh ride? Away from Canada and the Indian country, across the border into the States, and marry me. Oh. I've got an offer of a good job down there. If I leave right away tonight. Oh, it's so quick. Must we go tonight? If I expect to get that job. Okay, my Jim. But first I go up to my castle and pack my things. Castle? You didn't tell me you had a castle. <laughs> it's just whole house. Nobody lives there but me. See up there through the window? It's right up on cliff. And near, near his big rock they call Loverstone. It's wonderful because you stand way out on this rock and... You can hear people calling in valley three, four miles away. Isn't there a legend about that rock? Yes. When Indian boy climb up on hill by my castle and sing song down to Indian girl in valley, if she sings song back to him, they are marriage. Do you think you could teach me that song? I teach it to you. It goes this way. Oh, 
get my things and wait for you at your castle. You'll see the light in the window. Okay, my Jim. You go on ahead while I say goodbye to my friends and meet you at castle in a little while. If, if you decide not to come with me, let me know by singing the Indian love call. If I hear that song coming up through the valley, that'll be my signal. I'll put out the light in the little house and go on alone. Don't you know my mind is already made up? Of course I go with you. You'll belong to me. I'll belong to you. Oh, Rosemary, you are an angel. I'll meet you at the castle in a few minutes. Goodbye, my team. You make me so happy. Here come the Mounties to get the man they're after now. <laughs> oh, Sergeant. Sergeant Malone. I Look, want Marie, to tell you. Where's Jim Kenyon? Why, you got to see my Jim. He's wanted for the murder of Black Eagle. I don't believe Black it. Black Eagle's squaw saw it happen. Now, where is Jim Kenyon? I don't know. I have not seen him. You're lying, Rosemary. Hey, somebody just turned on the light in your castle on the hill. Are you hiding Jim Kenyon up there? Why should I hide Jim Kenyon? I do not love him. That's not what you told me a little while ago. 
I did not know that Jim Canyon killed. I cannot love that man. Now perhaps I can love you, Sergeant Malone. What are you up to, Rosemary? You do not believe me? Listen. I sing Indian love call to you. And if when you hear my love call ringing clear. Wait a minute, you're not singing that to me. You're singing that to your castle on the hill. No, no, Sergeant Malone. I sing to you. Look, the light went out on the hill. Jim Canyon is gone now. You will not see him again. And Rosemary will not see him again. Not anymore. You'll belong to me. Turn for Act Two of Rosemary in just a moment. Have you ever watched a modern railroad freight terminal in operation? If not, just imagine for a moment you're standing on a high cliff looking down on any one of hundreds of busy terminals throughout the nation. You would see row upon row of tracks where long strings of cars are being made into trains. There would be shops humming with activity where locomotives and cars are being repaired. And there would be towers to house intricate communications and switching devices. Yes, and there would also be hundreds of other facilities, all vital to the business of providing America with its essential, low-cost, dependable transportation. Terminals such as these, and all the other things it takes to make our railroad system the finest in the world, are the result of unending research into better methods of railroading, plus the investment of billions of dollars. For while invention and ingenuity have made available better and more economical ways of producing railroad service... It has taken huge investments of money to put these improved methods, equipment, and devices to work on the railroads. Since the end of World War II, the railroads have spent an average of more than a billion dollars a year on improvements of all kinds. And the result has been that railroads are operating more efficiently than ever before, producing transportation service for an average revenue for hauling a ton of freight one mile that has increased only one-third as much as have the wages and prices which railroads must pay. If railroads are to go on meeting the needs of the nation's commerce and the demands of defense, they must be able to continue their vast program of necessary improvements. That means investment, investment which can be sustained only by earnings from the services which railroads perform. That's another reason why it's so important to the nation and to you that railroads be permitted to earn revenues that are in keeping with today's prices, and the higher costs of doing business. Hi, this is Porchlight Audience Services Manager, August Compton. Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show. Now here is Act Two of Rosemary, starring Gordon McRae as Jim Kenyon 
And his guest star, Dorothy Kirsten, as Rosemarie. she wouldn't come away with me. So I turned out the light in her castle on the hill and crossed the border alone. I tried to forget Rosemary. But once you catch the spirit of the North Woods, you, you just can't stay away for long. So I headed back for the Indian country that I loved... And soon I was in front of the old Totem Pole Hotel again, with the tom-toms beating a tattoo around me. Long ago, there used to be a tribe of Indian smarties throwing their parties here. Long ago, you used to see a wild young maiden in copper dance with her popper Was singing his throat with firewater ginger and faster and faster round the totem they flew. But later on, all tired and sleepy, they'd go back home to the teepee. Totem tom tom, totem tom tom. They say that when my grandpa Chief Chicky Totem took grandma up to the totem, totem tom Was singing his throat with fire water ginger and faster and faster on the door they flew. But later on, all tired and sleepy, they go back home to their teepee. Totem in the Indian country was like coming home again. But I didn't know the surprises and the dangers that were waiting for me. Who is it? It's me, Jim Kenyon. Oh, Jim! Jim, I am so glad to see you. Well, that's a surprise. I didn't expect you'd want to see me again after you sent me away. I had to do it, Jim. 
But you should not have come back. Yeah, Kenyon, you've got a lot of nerve. Sergeant Malone! What do you mean by that, sir? I've got to put you under arrest for the murder of Black Eagle. Black Eagle's dead? I didn't know. We found him dead in his cabin just after you left. And Black Eagle's squaw says you knifed him. Well, then she's lying. I told you my Jim could not do such a thing. Now, look, Malone. I've been in on some shady deals. But I've never murdered and I've never lied. You can put a rope around my neck if you want to. But give me a chance to prove that I didn't kill Black Eagle. Yes, Malone. Give him a chance. Well, what do you expect me to do? Give me one day to get the truth out of Black Eagle's squaw. How do I know you won't skip the border and marry Rosemarie? I'll give you my word. And mine. Okay. I'm a sucker, but I'll take your word. Starting now, you've got 24 hours to prove you aren't a murderer. Twenty-four hours isn't very long to clear yourself of a murder charge. It took most of that time just to find Black Eagle's squaw. No matter how I threatened her, she still stuck to her story. That I was the man who knifed her husband. Why will she not tell you the truth? I don't know, Rosemary. I, I think there was some kind of a lover's quarrel. And Black Eagle's widow was trying to protect her sweetheart. Jim, let me go in and talk to her. Perhaps she will tell the truth to me. Well, Rosemary, the 24 hours are up. Where's Kenyon? I don't know where he is. But Sergeant Malone, my Jim, did not kill Black Eagle. Well, then who did? Black Eagle squaw. She told me everything that happened. She loved another Indian. They fired and he killed Black Eagle. How did you get the truth out of her? I, I told her how much I love my Jim and how I'd die inside if they blame him for a crime he did not do. One woman can tell another woman she understands. Well, that ought to put Jim Kenyon in the clear, huh? I know you will find the Indian kill Black Eagle. They say a Monty always get his man. Sometimes he'd rather get his girl. Do you know where he go, my Jim? Yes, I know. My men have been keeping an eye on him. I'm probably a fool to tell you this, but I think you'll find Jim Kenyon up at a certain castle, overlooking a certain valley by a certain lover's stone.
and gentlemen. Dorothy Kirsten will be back in just a moment. Meanwhile, our thanks to Gerald Moore, Marvin Miller, and to our entire company. Rosemarie with music by Rudolf Frimmel and Herbert Stothart, and book and lyrics by Otto Harbach and Oscar Hammerstein II, was dramatized for the Railroad Hour by Lawrence and Lee. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by the American Railroads. Railroads are regarded as the nation's number one transportation. For instance, they produce nearly five times as much freight transportation service between cities as all the motor trucks in the country. In fact, railroads move more tons of freight, more miles between cities, than all other forms of transportation combined. That's one big reason why railroads are so essential to our well-being and our security. Now, here again is lovely Dorothy Kirsten. It was so thrilling experience, Mr. McRae, being on the railroad with you. Oh. <laughs> Same here, Dorothy, but you can drop that accent. Oh. Hey, where did you ever learn to do that French-Canadian accent so perfectly? In Texas, but where else? <laughs> well, we've got quite a combination around here. Scandinavian from Texas, a Scot from Syracuse, New York. Well, why shouldn't we do a French-Canadian opera? <laughs> Where does this international <laughs> show train travel next week, Gordy? Well, we go right into the realms of opera, Dorothy, for the thrilling Bohemian Girl. And won't let anybody sing it but our Scandinavian from Texas. I'll be there, partner. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard. Well, it looks as though we're ready to pull out. And so until next Monday night and the Bohemian Girl, this is Gordon McRae saying good night. <laughs> was presented by arrangement with Century Library Incorporated of New York. Gordon McRae can soon be seen in Warner Brothers' Starlin. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff and our music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. This is Marvin Miller saying goodbye until next week for the American Railroads. Now keep tuned for your Monday night of music on NBC. Proceeding was transcribed. Stay tuned for the telephone hour next on NBC. Following the original Broadway production, Rosemarie had a brief revival on Broadway in 1927. It was also produced at the Theatre Royale Drury Lane in London in 1925, enjoying another extraordinary run. The original West End production had a chorus of 80. It was London's most successful Broadway show after World War I until it was finally surpassed by Oklahoma. The show has been filmed three times, including a silent film in 1928. Joan Crawford starred in this version alongside James Murray. The best-known film version was released in 1936, starring Jeanette MacDonald and Nelson Eddy. Although the plot was changed and most of the songs were dropped, it was a huge success and became MacDonald and Eddie's best-known film. In 1954, MGM produced a version starring Anne Blythe, Howard Keel, and Fernando Lamas, with Burt Lahr and Marjorie Maine as comic relief, with choreography by Busby Berkeley. 
This movie version more closely followed the original plot, but it still dropped most of Frimmel's songs. Rosemary is the main, but not the only target of the satirical musical Little Mary Sunshine, which opened off-Broadway November 18, 1959 at the Orpheum Theater in New York's East Village. It makes fun of elements of the plot as well as the style of several of the songs. In particular, the song Colorado Love Call from Little Mary Sunshine is a parody of Indian Love Call from Rosemary. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber. 